And with that, I welcome you to the Ah Podcast. I am your host, V. Let's see what's going on today. 3.14 in the afternoon on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday. Uh, It's great weather outside, but I'm inside recording this program. And I've decided to bring on a guest to help uh, educate the rest of the league. Um, He's a longtime listener and a longtime contributor to the show, uh, Sev. Sev, how are you? V, I'm doing good. Uh... It's an honor to have my third career trip on this program. Um, been looking forward to this one for a while, week two. Um, very excited to get into it. Yeah, absolutely. We need to address the 10 trillion ton gorilla in the room. That's Kyle Orton with a question mark. Absolutely making a fool of himself as of late. I mean, that disgraceful performance in week one, followed up by an attempted reverse jinx. Uh, Seb, he... Uh, my rival, uh, Fee Adler, has uh, – he's dug Sam's grave, and I plan to put him there this week. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity. Uh, you heard the death music. He's in a lot of trouble, Sev. His team wasn't good. Uh, did you like his reverse jinx kind of attempt here? What would you think of that? No, B, I, I was actually appalled. I, I don't even know if I have the words to uh, really put all my thoughts together on how I felt about it. Uh, Sam is a multiple time champion and I just, I don't really think you see other multiple time champions pulling anything like that. They don't really need to pull out reverse jinxes because they just feel confident they can win on their own. And that's just kind of how I felt about that one. Yeah. He, you know, Sam wouldn't make it an orchestra because he's not really much of a composer, um, and a composer because it wasn't good. Um, it was just not, it's not really, um, it's not really an ethical thing that we do here in fantasy football. Listen, we kind of, in this league, you know, it's everything up for grabs. But uh, that's one thing I think that everyone is kind of on the same page with. Like, you don't send a reverse jinx, especially on a Wednesday. I mean, like, that's random. and Too early. It's way too early. At least wait till the middle of the day on Sunday or something like that. And, and I just didn't, I wasn't having it. I wasn't feeling it. Kind of glad you put him on blast with that one because uh, he really should not be getting away with that one. It's it's a Wednesday morning. Like, what are you doing, Sam? Sev, I think he's got a lot of fear. I, I mean, Owen won. He, I'm looking at this right now. He put up 86 points. The next lowest scoring team in this league uh, was 119. Uh, so that's what? That's about 112. Yeah, that's about 33 points down already. Um, it, it's just not looking good for Kyle Orton, Sev. And uh, let's, we can start there in week one. We're going to go through some of the game picks, uh, last week's matchups, and then we're going to preview this week. So we'll start with uh, the reigning champion, Kyle Orton. Uh, he played my rival, Five Fee Court, Plainview, New York, uh, Return of the Mac. Um, Sev, we were talking about this a little bit. Um, you don't have to apologize for winning. And uh, Fee got it done. 112 points, though. Not not exactly a dominant week, but it, does it really matter? Uh, I don't think so. You just kind of play your schedule. It doesn't really matter what you do as long as you get a win at the end of the day. And that's, that's what Fee did. He went out there, played his opponent, and not only did he win, but he had what appears to be the second lowest score of the week and blew Sam out of the water. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing that now. Yeah, he did have 112, so he scored lower than Aaron. So, I mean, that's uh, that's tw- 26 points, which is a great number, by the way. So, I mean, either way, uh, Effie gets it done. I'm, I mean, I don't think Effie should be 
ecstatic about his uh, the future of his team. But as far as winning in this week with Denver's defense getting laying an egg, he got Dan Bailey didn't really do much. OJ Howard didn't do much, and Aaron Jones. I mean, like his team wasn't phenomenal. I think his team still has upside, Sev. I really do. I, I like this team. I don't hate it at all. I would agree with that one. I definitely would expect Aaron Jones to come up from under five points a game. Like you said, OJ Howard, I'm sure he'll come up. Uh, he really just kind of had a lot of decent performances, mainly from his wide receivers, and then really just one kind of explosive one with Marlon Mack. And I'm sure he'll have a lot more upside as the weeks go on. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's 100% right. And and I still like Effie's receiving court. you got to figure, yeah, a lot of these receivers are due for better weeks. They were pretty modest. Uh, Julio just feels like a low, low kind of week for him at 15. Um, and I don't know. Effie's got an interesting team over here. I'm, I'm not laughing at this team at all. I think it's, I, I think it underperformed in week one. He still won. I, I think uh, he has reason for optimism. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that one. I, I would expect him to come up from where he, he was this week. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a nice week this week with, with what he has on his team. And then, and then on the flip side, the champion and, and who kind of the man of the hour is here. Uh, you know, this, this team, all of a sudden, I proclaim this team is good. And it changes so fast in the NFL because now this team looks like a bottom dweller in this league after one week. Um, uh, David Montgomery, who I cautioned on this program, that everyone slow their role with him. And we'll see how much that bears talking him up really, really was uh, the truth. And you watched him against Green Bay, and he looked like he'll be a good NFL player, sure. But as far as his usage goes, I mean, like, far from what uh, some experts were predicting. Oh, yeah. I actually saw a report yesterday that Matt Nagy came out and said, for fantasy owners specifically to kind of slow their role on him. Uh, they do love him, but it's a complicated offense. There's a lot that he needs to kind of learn. And at the moment right now, I don't think they want to play him as much as they maybe plan on using him at the end of the year. So hopefully Sam's still in the race by the time he becomes the type of player he drafted him to be. Yeah. And, and then you look at his other running back and he's, I think slated to play Shady McCoy this week. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I think, really kind of hit his ceiling, believe it or not, in week one, 4.7 points. I don't I don't see him ever scoring in double digits. You know, he'd have to get a touchdown. He's not really a threat uh, to put up huge numbers, and he's not an RB2. I don't even know if he's an RB3. Um, he's on one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're going to be throwing a lot. It's just he's got to put him on the bench, and – and Seb, what did you think of Sam's receiving core, who he proclaimed or asked, but kind of asserted, might be the greatest receiving core ever assembled in this league? Uh, they didn't look too great. It didn't look great. You know? No, no, it did not look great. I, I honestly feel like he kind of jinxed himself on that one. You can't come out before your team has played a single game and declare it the greatest wide receiving core that this league has ever seen in in what, 12 years? How many years have we had this league going since the election? Uh, it's probably been about like nine years or so, it's, give or take. You know, I've, this league's been going on. We had that keeper league later was in it. Yeah, yeah. So we had that auction league for a little while. I just, on paper, sure, sure it, it looks good, but it is not played on paper. And uh, that certainly was the case this week. And I'm looking at this and, and I'm looking at his bench and, and I just, I don't see the where the points are going to come from now, especially... Uh, he loses Ty Hill. Uh, Ty Hill, how many weeks do you think he's going to miss, Seb? Looks like four to six weeks, according yeah. to... Uh... If I had to guess, I would say roughly four to six weeks. And I actually remember us talking about him in the preseason, and um, we both said we wouldn't touch him this year just because it seemed like one of those years where just something was going to go wrong from him. Karma kind of caught up to him, and I wasn't expecting it necessarily week one, but here we are. Yeah, and you figure the Chiefs are going to be good uh, regardless of whether he's playing or not. Nicole Hardman will step in. They'll be just fine in terms of winning football games. And so I don't expect them to rush this guy back at all. Um, and by the time he does come back, Sammy C might be out of this thing. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree, which is why it looks like we're having a funeral for him early on in the season here. Yeah, or this, this is going to be a very uh, a death-themed program for Sammy C. 
Um, he's already kind of declared his season over. Last year, he was looking to blow up his team. He ended up winning. Um, just a very, a very, very uh, disappointing week one for the Landman. And I, I don't really see it getting better. Yeah, I, I really think, obviously, Devontae Adams comes up from 7.6. and Absolutely. Um, maybe Travis Kelsey will get – um, you know, he had 12. I'm sure that comes up as well. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he starts getting double teamed minus Ty Hill now. So I don't know. I just I don't think the t- this team's upside is anywhere near what it was, obviously, before week one. And Trubisky did not look good. No, he didn't. And Sam doesn't look like he has anywhere near a running back one. Even if McCoy was efficient in that uh, the first week, I just don't see the touches, the carries and and frankly, I don't. Th- I think he'll slow down as the season goes on. He's got a lot of tread on his tires. I just think eventually his age will catch up to him this season. I don't see him sustaining this over the course of a full season. I would definitely agree with that. And, and that's clearly a committee. Shady, Damian uh, Thompson, and uh, Darwin Thompson, sorry, and uh, Damian Williams. I just I wouldn't necessarily want a piece of any of that backfield. It really is just looking like maybe Watkins, Kelsey, and Mahomes are the three guys to have on that that team. I absolutely agree, Seb. Seb, you want to jump down to another matchup? Let's do it. What uh, what do you feel next? Do you want to? What, what do you want to do? You want to talk about your team? Um, yeah, we could we could certainly go with uh, Team Mason Crosby this week. TMC versus TMC. I think I finally shaken that bug of calling you just TMC Caffrey. It's just a really you know, it just kind of flows off the tongue. We were a huge fan of that team. They really, we were disappointed to uh, let it go. But unless you're kind of grandfathered into this league, like, dude, I plumbered you in Down by the Rivers, who does have him this year but has not had him in, in a long time, um, I don't really think you should have a team name with a player you don't have on your team. So, so uh, Seb, what were your thoughts on your team? Because you were pretty pessimistic about your team post-draft. Um, are you still feeling a little down? Um, I, I like my team. I, I definitely was hit or miss. I, I liked Larry Fitzgerald. I liked Deshaun Jackson. Um, I didn't expect to get 60 from the two of them. Uh, I really thought that's where my team was going to have to be hit or miss. If I could get good production from them, like we got this week, I think I could have a pretty good team. I mean, I only got, I got less than four from Joe Mixon. I got 28 combined from Goff and, uh, Russell Wilson, and I still put up 168, so I do think my my receivers will come down. Uh, New Hopkins, I think, could put up 30 a week if he wants to, but I'm sure a threat every week. Uh, yeah, the man. other two will come down, but I obviously Goff, Russell Wilson, and Mixon aren't going to combine for what at 31, 32 points, and most weeks. So I think uh, I could maybe be around this po- point total most weeks. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think yeah, whatever your receivers. Uh, might come down from. I could see your quarterbacks definitely increasing it. I mean, Goff put up 10 points. That is not going to be uh, the case every week. That guy is going for 25 in most weeks, I would say. And I think they continue to limit uh, Gurley's usage. I think this guy's going to be throwing for huge chunks uh, in the coming weeks. That was actually the logic of why we took him at pick 10. We were kind of assuming the touches were going to come down for Todd Gurley. Uh, Malcolm Brown did look pretty good, but when you have that receiving core that they have, we are kind of just thinking the upside of Goff is there. We really wanted to pair, pair him with Russ, and uh, he historically is not that great on the road, so it's nice to get a win where he clearly underperformed because there's going to be weeks where he absolutely kills and then I would feel good about my team those weeks. And then before we jump over to Jake's team, just a couple comments on your bench because I think your bench is coming together really nicely here. I love Darren Waller. Uh, Matt Berry was, uh, I mean, doing unspeakable acts to him metaphorically uh, in the preseason. And uh, he was proven right at least through one week because Waller looks like a tight end one. And then I thought Carlos Hyde looked really good for a guy who was signed off the street and and doesn't know the playbook at all or anything. I mean, he looked pretty impressive um, and was definitely getting some good run. And then the other guy I look at who didn't play but I think when Golden Tate comes back, he'll be just fine, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my bench. I mean, obviously, we make a big trade for Devontae Freeman and don't even have to play him this week, which is which was honestly, like, really nice. I like Robbie Anderson. Like you said, Golden Tate, uh, the Giants are just – we're a dumpster fire. I would oh, expect – Horrible. Horrible. Uh, 
plenty of garbage time points for Golden Tate. Darren Waller, we're super excited about because we did draft him. So potential keeper there. Uh, Gruden absolutely loves him. He's 6'5", 6'6", runs under a 4'5". They lined him up at wide receiver. I just, uh, I think there's a lot to like. Yeah, absolutely. And and then moving over to Jake's team. um, Yeah, this is not a good team. This is just not a good team. Um, Like I did say in the first episode, the the one thing Jake has is running back depth. So he's going to need some backs to go down and he's going to have to make some trades. But I think he's got to have some urgency to it. You can't be waiting till week five or six in this league to make a trade. Uh, it, your season could end. It's too much of a log jam. The bye weeks are, are difficult to navigate. And, and Jake's really got to swap some of these backs for some more firepower, I think. I, I couldn't agree more. You can't really start 0-3 in this league and really have any chance to make the playoffs. Maybe 0-2, you can find your way. But I think most years, at most, you can maybe lose six games. And if you do, you have to really have put up a lot of points it's really it's a five loss league if you want to have any chance and um he's got to do something now he he does have the pieces on the bench to make two big trades with mark ingram derrick henry or if he wanted to move zeke he could really i'm sure he could make something happen there to maybe get a better quarterback or edelman and galladay at wide receiver is certainly pretty good but he's missing that true wide receiver one it might be it might be tough for him. He's gonna have to make a nice pickup and probably make two nice trades, which he could. He definitely could with what he yeah. has. So it will be tough, obviously, now that he spent all of his waiver budget on Vishnu, or I mean, uh, I kind of forced into it. But uh, you look at those top three guys: Josh Allen, I think, has proven to be at least a capable NFL quarterback. He's pretty. He's kind of pretty good. Um, but then you have him and this guy Vishnu and. That's not exactly a fantasy gold mine for points. And I think Jake's going to struggle with these top three guys. Yeah, from Corey Davis up, uh, the two quarterbacks, and then that last receiver. Um, he's going to struggle to find points, I think. Yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the 121 he put up this week is about what he's putting up most weeks until he makes some sort of a move. Nick Foles got him eight. Uh, it's hard to say what uh, Minshew is really going to be. He might have caught uh, Kansas City off guard a little bit coming in. I'm sure they weren't prepared for him to have to come in and play. So on a week where a team is actually specifically preparing for him, it, it'll certainly be interesting. Yeah, that's what I think. Get some film on this Minshew guy, and, and he's probably going to struggle to throw the ball. Uh, you could see it. They, I know they needed a guy anyway, but immediately they make a trade for a quarterback, and and you just get the sense, like, this is probably not going to go well for Jacksonville with this uh, this guy. It's, I expect a heavy dose of Fournette and and maybe even some other backs to get involved. I just think they're going to have to become run heavy uh, by necessity. The one thing I'll throw out there, Seb, and he's probably not in game shape. He's probably not any good. But if I was Jacksonville, I would just pick up the phone and I would call two guys. I'd call Carson Palmer. I'd just give him a ring, say hi. And the other guy is, I know he's, but I would call Jay Cutler. Why not? Why, Why not? Why not? You know, it can't get any worse than, than this guy Minshew. Jake's got a nice team name here, a little English literature reference. But, uh, Seb, let's move on to, we'll talk about my team. My team played pretty well, I got to say. 189 points. Uh, I take down Saved by LaBelle. And are you ready, Seb? I'm ready. All right, on three. One, two, Three, Jordy Ray, Jordy Ray with a nice 173. Uh, it wasn't enough. Um, Seb, this was a pretty, pretty heavyweight matchup, I would say. This was, this was a pretty dynamite matchup. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree. I, I, on Ray's perspective, to put up 173 and lose, that's that's kind of a brutal loss. Those are the types of weeks that. You tell someone they put up 173, they're feeling pretty comfortable. They walked away with a win that week. Uh, but that's kind of just what head-to-head fantasy football is. You never really know. You just you just play your opponent. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think Ray could do much more. I don't think Ray should do much more. I don't think he's in any sort of panic mode. Uh, he, If anything, he had Mike Evans did not play a good game. No one on Tampa Bay, I think, was very good. 
Um, yeah, you don't. Delaney Walker's not going to put up 22 a week, and Goskowski 16 is a lot, sure. But I, I, Ray's got a really good team. I said it before the draft, uh, and I'm going to say it now. He's 0-1, um, but he put up a lot of points, and there's no such thing as a moral victory in the more taste league. But if there, if there's anything close to it, I think Ray got it this week. He, I kind of think he affirmed that his team is a competitive team in this league. Oh, shit. I think my volume just cut out. Oh, it did? <laughs> all right. Well, we'll we'll move on. Trust me. I covered all the bases uh, for, for Ray. Oh, no, wait. Seb, can you hear me? I really low. I don't know what happened here. Are you back? <laughs> oh, there we go. Okay, it's back. It's back. Ah, huge, huge, Seb, huge. All right. Uh, well, we'll keep it rolling, and everyone can enjoy that nice little 18 <laughs> little or blip. so second uh, blip that we had here. Um, this is why, Seb, I put out an ad for an intern. I need an editor in here, and uh, I have a couple of ads out. Um, if you know of anybody who's looking for a, a part-time job, um, you know, send them my way. They got to be good with computers and and familiar with technology. But I, I have put out a couple of ads. I need a guy now. I think he's desperately trying to find his way into this league. Maybe uh, you can find some work for him as an intern. Sometimes Unpaid, you start of on the ground floor, and may, yeah, maybe I'll reach out to him. Uh, but what I was saying, Seb, about uh, well, we kind of covered Ray's team, but I do want to talk about Ray briefly here because. I do know the kind of the details of the story, but I just want it from from somebody who was there. I need a firsthand uh, perspective. And that's uh, during this uh, picking out of the hat thing. uh, Ray was called Roy. That's where that comes from, right? That is exactly what happened. My mom was picking names out of a hat. She took out what I am pretty confident said Ray and misread it as Roy. And now here we are. So... So I think most people in the league probably found that funny, right? Yeah, I, I believe even Roy himself found it funny. I think it was just a nice little uh, bloop for the league there. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of stuck a little bit as an inside joke. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Stingray and Roy are two names that really need to carry on. But here's my question for you, Seth. So the inferior Shari makes a big error during a huge mm-hmm. draft moment, but it gets a lot of laughs and a lot of likes. Does this hurt, help, or do nothing to her legacy as an inferior Shari? Uh, I think it's tough to say. She was a pretty distant third Shari in the ratings as it was. I don't know that this was enough to even catapult her anywhere near one or two. But I definitely think it was something that uh, helps her cause a little bit. It gets her name out there. It gets every publicity is good publicity, even if it's uh, for fucking up. Yeah, I guess there's no such thing as bad press if you want to look at the positive. So I, I'll, uh, yeah, I like that. And good thing that Shari's on her way, coming for that number two and potentially number one spot. She's still got a ways to go, but if she keeps picking names out of a hat, maybe one day uh, she'll get there. Yeah, I really liked her work ethic on on this year's uh, picking out of the hat. Absolutely, and and Seb, now we will jump over to my team here, and my team, my team was interesting. I think. Uh, David Johnson, who I was very weary of, uh, they finally, finally, somebody figured out that he can catch the ball in the passing game. I mean, it's about time. Uh, I, and I, I think he plays Baltimore this week. That might not go as well, but I understand Baltimore's got a good defense. But I was looking at the use, kind of the usage and how they were going to use him. And my outlook has changed. I'm a, a little bit more optimistic for Davey. Uh, I thought Saquon was just Saquon and Game flow could be an issue for him this year, but uh, still 120 rushing yards, four catches for 19 yards. The guy just knows how to put up points. And the the one thing I'll say about my team where I, I thought, I think my two receivers, I thought T.Y. Hilton, I said it was so undervalued before the draft. I, I think Brissett is competent enough and he's a good receiver. You're going to, he's going to get the ball. The one thing uh, you don't expect uh, was Dak Prescott looked like, a guy who wants to get a new contract. He looked phenomenal. Uh, granted, against the Giants, sure. But I think that's a guy who is going to throw a little bit more this season. I think I think Dallas, if they were smart, would realize that Ezekiel Elliott's been in the league for a couple of years now, a few years. He's taken a lot of carries. Uh, maybe not that much uh, hard hits, but 
he has been hit. I mean, you take, you know, taking hundreds of carries a season and Dallas is playing in the playoffs. It's extra games, extra miles. Um, I think they would be smart to become a little bit more balanced and let Dak throw it. And they have some weapons, Seth. They really do. You know, you watch that game. They torch the Giants. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Amari Cooper, uh, Randall Cobb and Gallup is a pretty nice trio of receivers. Gallup looked awesome. You know what Amari Cooper and Randall Cobb are. So I don't really see why he couldn't. Sure, he's not going to throw 400 passing yards a week and throw four touchdowns. But I don't really know why Dallas wouldn't try to take advantage of that receiving core that they have. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought my team was really good. And, and yeah, maybe, obviously, you don't average 189 points a week. So obviously, you'd expect my score to come down. But all in all, I think my team is, is looking pretty solid through uh, the first week. I would agree. I I didn't really get to say much on Ray's team, but I will say I really like both of these teams. I think both of them are going to be very competitive. Mark Andrews might end end up being one of the uh, tight end steals of the draft, which is interesting because it looks like there's a lot of uh, sleeper tight ends that are kind of playing their way into uh, kind of deserving the sleeper title that they got, and he's certainly one of them. Yeah, and you, de- and you have definitely another guy. We talked about Waller, and I agree. That's what I was saying when your volume cut out that uh, I, if I was Ray, you know, this is uh, there's no such thing as really a moral victory in this league. But uh, if there was something close to it, I think Ray got it. It affirms his team is going to be competitive. And if I were, was him, I would just status quo, keep this team. It's it, no, nowhere near time to hit the panic button. There's no reason to make any sort of move. Just just let it be and let it ride another week. And I'm sure Ray will be in the wind column many times this season. Um, yeah, I will say one thing about his team. I like the team name, but when is team dotted line coming back? That's the type of team name you see that and it's just instant fear in the hearts of the entire league. I kind of just, I honestly, as someone who's in the league, I hope to not see it, but I don't know. I hope he doesn't wait too long to break that out. Yeah. Yeah. I think last season he might've waited a little too long to make that late playoff push. I think depending how his season goes, um, I, I think of it as like a like uh, I'll give Sam a little bit of uh, uh, some something that to entertain him here. Um, it's like a horse race where the horse at the end, you know, he kind of you know is just kind of steady going through the race, and then towards the end turns it on and tries to win at the end. I see that kind of. I think of Ray as like a thoroughbred in that manner, and Ray just navigates his way through the first seven, eight, nine weeks of the season, and then when it's time to win games. He brings in team dotted line, and then we know it's trouble. Uh, spot spot on there. I, that's couldn't. I Seth? suggested it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't put any ideas in his head. Um, yeah, Seth, let's move on. Um, we've got Dude I Palmered You and Carry On Wayward Son. Now, I, I was wrong on this matchup. This was the one. I was most shocked about it going this way. I did say I liked Dudai Palmer use team, but I did pick Dan Jason to win. I thought Dan Jason's team was was a really good team heading into the year. I still think it's pretty good, but you're looking at this, and I'll tell you, a couple of guys on Dan Jason's team, though, I was more optimistic about, and now I'm not so, and I will recite. So Alshon Jeffrey's numbers are, they're coming down. I mean, look at his, look at his, he had one rushing touchdown, but, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't see that being sustainable. I, I like your guy way more, uh, Deshaun Jackson, for, uh, for a season long. I think Jeffrey will be okay, but nothing to write home about. Quincy and Nunwa, not his best take, calling him the Jets' best receiver. He's now out for the season uh, with a neck injury, and you have to wonder if he's played his last game in the NFL because uh, he's a talented guy, but a lot of injuries, and I'm just not sure that you can bank on this guy anymore. And um, and then the other one who really kind of disappointed for Dan Jason, I think, was was his uh, his namesake, Carry On, because eight points, you know, that's not good. No, I mean, 49 rush yards, two catches for 13 yards. I really liked Carry On. I thought he – and he probably still will have himself a really nice year, but they kept talking up how this was going to be a very run-heavy team, and I guess we didn't really see that week one, especially – Yes, it ended up being a tie, but they were up pretty big in this one. I would have expected them to try and run that out a little more with carry on, but I, I wasn't in the cards. Yeah, and then you then you jump down. You, you'll figure he'll slot Corton Sutton right into the lineup, who was really good. Um, 
and I'm nervous. If I was Dan, Sev, I would, I would immediately, uh, you know, I don't think anybody else is going to do it. I think it would make sense for him. I'd pick up Tampa Bay's backup quarterback because I, I don't know how many more, how many more bad games Jameis Winston's going to have in him before they just sit him on the bench. I really don't. I, I honestly, I couldn't agree more. He's a the only thing that's consistent about Jameis Winston, and I honestly thought he would have a, a nice year. Me I feel like people say that every year, but the only consistent thing about him is that he's going to hand the ball to the other team every game. He is. He is. It's it's really inexcusable. And the one thing I'll say is Ronald Jones was was pretty efficient in, in week one. Uh, all things considered, um, you, you I would have guessed that uh, Tampa Bay would be throwing the ball all the time um, but they were able to run it a little bit on San Francisco. And, and Jameis Winston just has to be better. There's just no excuses. I, I, he's got two really good receivers and, and then O.J. Howard. And it's, it's just not going to last much longer, these types of stat lines for him. Yeah, I agree. At, at a certain point, when does Tampa Bay start to think, okay, maybe uh, he wasn't the first overall pick that we thought he was? Yeah, I, I think it's coming soon, and um, I, I don't know if Jameis Winston is going to make it to the bye week at this point. I'm looking at – it looks to be uh, their bye week is in week seven. I, I'm just not sure how many more of these types of days he can survive. Um, this was supposed to be his, you know, his breakout, you know, like put it all together a year and have a real good season and kind of turn the narrative of this Tampa franchise around. And he just – I'm very pessimistic on him after the – I mean, it's only one game, but – you got to think like that was a very disheartening performance. And then moving over to Dudai Palmer, these teams have, uh, this team looked very well balanced. Yeah. I, I really, uh, I really like this team that he put together pre-draft with, he made a lot of trades. Um, it was kind of tough to say what kind of team he was going to end up with, but he is a, it's kind of just solid at every position. I, Tom Brady and Drew Brees is, basically as good as you're going to get at this point. And then Cooper, Landry, Robert Woods, uh, Lindsey Eckler looked uh, unbelievable. And even if uh, Melvin Gordon comes back and takes Eckler's job, he has Melvin Gordon. So this is just a, a really good team. And he has Marquise Brown, who I'm sure he drafted. Who's He's got to be feeling pretty good about that one, too. Yeah, he's got Marquise Brown, Gronkowski with those, that eye emoji tweet. I'm not sure. Uh, Calvin Ridley played well. Everybody on his team looked good. Um, the only thing I'll say about this team is there's no way, obviously, nobody's going for 40 a week. So Eckler will come down. But, <coughs> excuse me, other than that, like, every one of his guys was, you know, I, I don't think eviscerated their point, you know, expectations. I think these guys, week to week, can put up these types of numbers. I really do. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. He put up 187 points. Sure, Eckler will probably come down, but if he comes down to even 15, well, he's... He's in the 160s, which yeah, is, you're going to win a lot of weeks in the yeah, 160s. Yeah. So, and I think, obviously, his bench is promising for the bye week. So, I think Dudai Palmer, he was back to his winning ways uh, after just what only could be called a nightmarish uh, 2018 season. And, and Seb, this was, this was a surprising matchup. Um, you look at what Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are and what they're going to be. And you expect post Mahomes to run through this league. You really do. Uh, but Seb, there's a few variables and uh, we had breaking news right before we, we started recording Hunter Henry now hurt um, out for the foreseeable future, possibly the season, although perhaps I saw four to six. Back. Yeah. Um, and, and post Mahomes, there's no slouch of a, of a week, 158 points, uh, but nowhere near enough to topple down by the rivers. Uh, DBTR um, absolutely dominates. And it's just shocking. It's just really shocking when you look at this roster from post Mahomes. Just, I don't know, Seb. It's a lot, there's a lot more to be desired here, I think, in the win column. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of tough to get. Uh, 69 points from your quarterback and then have Harrison, you get 17 from your kicker, 24 from your RB2 and really nothing from anyone else. Uh, I'm sure Cooks and Diggs and Chubb will be better, but uh, Diggs already kind of has that injury. Uh, he just lost Hunter Henry. He's kind of got that curse weighing over his head and I don't really know how you get out of that. 
Yeah, it's really it's really difficult when you get a hex put on you. And the thing is, I just remind him that he put the hex on himself. That's all I'm doing. Um, I'm not trying to instigate anything. It's just, it is what it is. He put a hex on himself, and I'm just going to let him remind him that that's what he did, and he's going to have to sleep with that night in and night out through the fantasy football season. Um, yeah, Cooks and Diggs, you figure they're going to have better days, but uh, it's it's both encouraging and disheartening, I think, for Rossby. You put up 158 points, and you look at some of these some of his guys, like you said, and you're like, you expect them to be better. Um, on the flip side, now Hunter Henry's out. Uh, Diggs is already banged up. Juju's got the cue next to him. Patrick Mahomes has a little something. He'll be fine. But all of a sudden, like, you know, he gets kind of nicked up. Like, Tony Pollard's now irrelevant. Uh, you know, DK Metcalf could emerge. We'll see. Um, but, you know, Ross B just, he, he's got a really nice team. But I don't know. Something doesn't feel right with this team to me. Yeah, I think just something's right now. I mean, the the bench isn't really looking that strong to me. Like you said, I do like Metcalf, but uh, I thought Breda was going to be better. I think he might have gotten hurt, which is kind of just business as usual for Breda. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't count Ross out yet with those quarterbacks. He does have what we all thought was one of the best teams, but I don't know. Something just feels off to me right now. Yeah, I'm not hitting the panic button. Obviously, still a great roster, but it's just it feels weird. There's a lot of injuries. It just feels like it, something is going wrong for him um, it, early on in the season. It's not a promising start. I thought Hunter Henry could be a top five tight end. It's clearly not going to happen. Um, Ross B uh, needs to get back in the win column, I think, uh, sooner rather than later. And then uh, across the way, uh, down by the rivers, uh, the Runner-up continues uh, to ride the momentum from a great last season. I mean, look at this team. This was a nice performance, a nice statement to start the year, Sev. His receivers really, really consistent. Uh, None of them exploding, and I expect those guys to have better days, actually. His quarterbacks were really, really good. I love Rivers, Um, and and Ertz wasn't even fantastic. Obviously, McCaffrey explodes, uh, but I think – I think McCaffrey and Connor weekly might combine for around 50 points, which is what they did. Um, 25 a pop, I'd say. Yeah, I would agree with that. And he put up 197 points, even if he comes down a little bit. This uh, this is an amazing team. Uh, this is America's team. This is a, the team I think everyone wants to root for. DBTR, really just the most grace of any team in this league. And it's kind of working out for him right now. Uh, I yeah. just He's got great players at every position his worst player might be Allen Robinson yeah yeah absolutely and and that's saying something because he was like the only bright spot really for the Bears and he he looks to be back from uh his previous injury and he's looking like a a big time wide receiver again uh the Penn State guys and I expect Godwin to be better so really down by the rivers is in great shape moving forward I said we got one more matchup and then we can get to some game picks because we have about 22-ish minutes left on the program so we've got uh, the last one, and oh, Sev, I don't know if you saw this in the group chat, but Dorfman mentioned um, how we had to tune in Monday night because his matchup was like the close one and the only one that could have gone either way. And then I felt the need to comment. Uh, it just feels like it was going to end in heartbreak for Aaron D. I, I, and I was rooting for him. I really was. I think Aaron D's come a long way from his uh, cellar dweller days, but it, it just – that's how it played out. It ends in heartbreak. Ian starts Traquan Smith, and the guy just does enough for him. Uh, gives him 10 points. He squeaks by Aaron D. Um, and this was a huge matchup because this was a low-scoring one. Uh, so the loser is in a pretty big hole. It's now Aaron D. Um, but, but Sev, I, I – you know, this is just kind of the tail of the tape here. Uh the champion, a, a longtime champion, a winner in this league in Ian Schwartz, uh, a champion's mentality, he just squeaks it out over Aaron Day. Yeah, it's just it's just Ian. It's just kind of like he finds a way to to win. I remember uh, texting you saying only Ian would start Traquan Smith, and then he ends up scoring a touchdown just out of absolutely nowhere that puts puts it away and gets him a win this week. Um, this probably will be the least amount of points he scores the entire season. So to get a win on that, I'm sure he's feeling pretty happy. Yeah, you figure you figure Fournette's going to see an uptick now with the quarterback situation. 
I'm looking at Roethlisberger clearly in line to uh, to increase. Valdez Scantling, I think, was looked really good on a really low-scoring game, so I expect his numbers to come up. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, we'll see about Antonio Brown, though. That's going to be interesting because God, no. I, I he's going to need another receiver. And, and Traquan Smith was fine, but this is about where he's at, 10 a week at the most. And and Ian doesn't really have much in the way of receiver right now outside of AB, so he really needs him seven. Um It'll be it'll be interesting to see what Ian does here with uh with this situation. Yeah, it's, I'm sure he's not that thrilled that AB signed with the Pats having Josh Gordon as well. I don't know if that helps Josh Gordon or hurts him, but I would assume it would probably not help his value as much. Right, and and now flipping over to Aaron D's team, who I I told Sam who said Sam's hot take was that Aaron had a really good team. I said no, 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 let's. A slow the roll. It's a good team. It's it's capable, but it's not. It's got plenty of flaws. And you saw it, Gurley. The usage is going to be down. Very efficient, but the usage they're going to save them. Um, Hawkinson, a huge bright spot. Um, usually, you don't see tight ends put up huge numbers uh, in their rookie season. And Hawkinson is already looking like a stud. Uh, I expected him to be really good, but I didn't expect it from day one. That guy looks like an immediate must play for Aaron. And then. The other bright spot I'll say for Aaron until he goes down with some sort of foot injury is just put Sammy Watkins in your lineup. No Ty Hill now. Um, Watkins is a really talented guy. He just isn't always hurt. Uh, but until that day comes, just play him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I like I like this team. I do think I'd maybe be a little bit concerned about Todd Gurley. I, I obviously thought his volume was going to come down. But the thing that blew me away the most was he did not get the red zone looks. Or the goal line yeah. carries. I was blown away that went to Malcolm Brown. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you got to figure they just don't want him taking punishment where you know you're going to get hit around that area. But, yeah, I agree. Uh, that's not ideal for Aaron D. But a keeper, you know, you had to do it. And Chris Carson will look to be a little bit more dominant than I would have expected in terms of carries and touches uh, in comparison with Rashad Penny. Um, so that's good because Aaron has both. But you'd like one guy to be dominant because you're only playing one guy. Um, and then the other thing I noticed with Aaron, and we'll see, I, I like Cam Newton. I always, I, I, I take that back. I've always liked him for fantasy. I think he's underachieved a little bit for his talent and his career, but I've always thought he's in a pretty good situation. He can run it and throw it, but the guy hasn't thrown a touchdown dating back to last season, I believe in three games. And that's really concerning for a guy who's been banged up and has some weapons now, Seb, DJ Moore, Samuel. He's not short of, of guys who can make plays. McCaffrey. Um, I, I'm concerned for him. Yeah, I, I actually was thinking last night, he's kind of been in the league a long time. They did make the Super Bowl that one year, but I would say mostly they've kind of been a disappointment with him at quarterback. He's hurt all the time. He's got that shoulder injury. I, I saw a bunch of throws that he had players wide open. I think he threw like, I don't, I don't even want to guess. I think he threw maybe like 40, 38 passes he threw. And I believe only four of them for, were uh, attempted over 15 yards. I think yeah, mostly exactly. anyone could do that. So at what point, if you're the Panthers, do you think maybe it's um, time to look somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. I, I think sooner rather than later, if this keeps up, I think the Panthers have a good enough team to contend for at least a wild card spot. You figure the Saints win that division, but they should be in contention for a wild card spot. But uh, I'll tell you what, they. They were not, they were not good, and they still had an opportunity to win. You're at home. You need to put that game away when Jared Goff wasn't at his best, and the the Rams are kind of figuring out new, some new things out with Todd Gurley. And you, you got to win that game if you're Carolina. They didn't, and I think Cam Newton is in trouble here uh, moving forward. We'll see. We'll see. Seb, uh, tomorrow he plays home. Is he home tomorrow? I believe he's home tomorrow against Tampa Bay. That's a get right yeah. game. I mean, if he's not right after tomorrow, I would hit the panic button on him for sure. Yeah, which is it's tough because those Thursday night games, too, are everyone knows you don't want to have someone play on a Thursday. It almost never uh, works out. Yeah, but I am playing Dorfin this week, so I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, went off. And that's an excellent transition. Seb, you ready for some game picks? I am. Let's We're do gonna it. We're going to keep our death theme going with some Adams family in the background. How do you feel about that? I love it. Yeah, I think that's the move. Uh, Ray was a little tired, or Roy was a little tired of the NFL primetime for the whole previous episode. So we'll go with a little death theme music. Week two, we'll start with your matchup, Seth. 
TMC projected to lose actually to Aaron Day. Yeah. Uh, Seb, do you like your outlook this week? Um, I do. I, I like my team, but I'm not going to lie. I'm a little concerned having to play Dorfman's team. I think he's really kind of just got a really good team with Sammy Watkins in that lineup. I'm a little bit concerned that uh, he's kind of going to gash me. He's got the bad man. Um, hopefully Cam Newton is, struggles on a Thursday night game, but I don't really see many holes on this team. I think it's a pretty good team. I kind of got some tough matchups. I'm not sure if Joe Mixon is going to be healthy or not. I do have Geo, but um, I think this is, might be a tough matchup this week. I, I do think it could kind of go either way, but I actually think the projection is mostly fair. Seb, yeah, I have no issue with the projection. Um, the the what I think this matchup will turn on a couple of things. I'm looking. Uh, Sammy Watkins has projected a lot of points, 20 points. I, I could see him getting that absolutely. But on, at the same time, um, if Mahomes is Mahomes this week, I could see that game getting really out of hand really early. So if Watkins doesn't do his damage in the first half, I could just see him coasting because I think that could be an ugly game. I, I think Oakland was on an A-B uh, upswing, and I expect them to get blown out this weekend, uh, even at home. Yeah, uh, I, I I would agree with that. I, I don't really – sorry. Yeah, oh, no, no, what were you saying? I, I, I just uh, – I really wouldn't be surprised if uh, Sammy Watkins was kind of all or nothing this week. If he put up five or if he put up 30, It's that's kind of just his M.O. Yeah, he can definitely contribute to that potential blowout. So I think that's a huge X factor. And then we'll see what, what his boys on Thursday night do. Um, he's got Cam Newton and D.J. Moore and the Carolina defense, it looks like. So thir- after Thursday, you'll have a lot of clarity as to as to whether you're in good shape or not in this in this uh, matchup. Um, I like I really do like your team to win for the reasons you kind of said. Like those Thursday night games usually get weird, and they're usually not ideal for fantasy. Uh, Aaron's starting three guys uh, in that week, so I'm going to take you guys to win in an upset. But I think the projection is fair, um, and I would not be shocked at all uh, if more than a feeling came away a winner. Uh, just from your team really quick, I like Waller to have a huge week. I think Oakland, like I said, is going to get beat down pretty heavily. I think they're going to be throwing most of the afternoon. And I think Waller is going to do a good job. Um, and, and, yeah, and I think, like I said, I think your quarterbacks are due for an uptick. I mean, Russell Wilson at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just got obliterated. Um, and Russell Wilson, I think, has a chance to put up some big numbers. And golf's going to be in a shootout. Yeah, um, I, my first three guys, I'm pretty excited about Goff, Wilson, uh, Hopkins just Hopkins so is the best He's wide so receiver good. in the league. So um, we might have to get him in the WWE at this point after what I saw the other day. I, oh, that was great. We were texting during that. That was great stuff. Uh, yeah. And we got The Undertaker in the uh, you know the preview here. So it was uh, kind of a WWE sort of theme here. But that was, uh, yeah, he's one of the, if not the, probably the right now best receiver in football. And then Fitz and Deshaun Jackson are stabilizing back uh, forces, and I really like your team. I think the projections are pretty fair, but I like TMC to find a way uh, to squeak one out. Um, while we have the death music on, Sev, it will be running. You want to go to my matchup? Let's let's make the move. I'm pretty heavy favorite here, 57% to 43% for Kyle Orton, uh, 155 to 145. Uh, Sev, I think I think I'm going to bury him. Yeah, I. I'm pretty confident that uh, death is at, at Lamb's doorstep. He's kind of just got to open the door and let you guys in. Yeah, and I think he's going to. I think the door's already cracked open, and I think a guy like T.Y. Hilton against Tennessee is going to push his way through. Uh, I think my Chargers, uh, whether I play Mike Williams or not, remains to be seen. Uh, but I think a guy like Keenan Allen is due for a big week against the Lions. Um, I just think I have too much. Uh, Saquon against Buffalo, I just think – I just see my team being more complete than this team. Oh, definitely. I, they're projecting shady 14 points, which kind of confuses me on a week where he only got 10 touches. I actually would not be surprised if he really only got 15 to 20 combined from those two. Meanwhile, both of your running backs could easily outscore both of his. I think it's going to be a tough one for him. He's playing Devontae Parker. Yeah, his path to victory is to have something unforeseeable happen, like a guy like Andy Dalton go for 35 that we're not expecting, or, you know, some some one of these guys to almost double in projection. 
Uh, I think that's his path to victory. And if that doesn't happen, I don't see a, a shot in hell uh, how he beats me, uh, you know, assuming there's no injury or anything. Uh, if these guys just hit their projections, he's not going to beat me. Uh, he's going to need one of these guys to almost, I think, double uh, what they're projected. Definitely. And uh, Devontae Adams against Minnesota, the Batman typically doesn't do that great against them. So I'm sure if he's projected 18, uh, he could easily get that. But it's not really ideal matchups for him. Yeah, and they just look dominant against a pretty good offense in Atlanta. Um, so I, I'd like myself to win this week. Uh, Seth, this is an, inter- an intriguing matchup, this next one. Uh, dude, I palmered you uh, against Return of the Mac. Uh, 58% Dude, I palmered you even a heavier favorite. I uh, This is a big-time matchup. Uh, two 1-0 and teams. Um, Seth, who do you like in this? I think this is going to be a pretty good matchup, but I think it's pretty hard to pick against Hazen after the week that he's coming off of. Tom Brady is playing Miami. He he might put up 100 points by himself. I mean, obviously a little bit of a stretch, but after last week, this there's the sky is literally the limit for him this week. I, it, he could he could easily put up 40, and uh, I honestly expect him to come pretty close. It's just when you expect a guy like Brady to, to tail off or people are saying, oh, he's not that high in fantasy. He shouldn't be that. He he explodes. And traditionally, he struggled against Miami, especially on the road in recent years. But I think he'll be hearing that all week. And he's going to come out and do a number on them. Again, that's a, that's a game that's going to be over before it even begins. And it's a 19-point spread or something right now. It's that's just absurd. And yeah, I, I like Hazen in this matchup too. I have no reason to pick against him. And again, I know Effie's my rival. I don't want to sound like I'm rooting against him uh, because I'm really not. I'm not afraid to say Effie's got a. I do. I think this team is solid. I he's got to find some more upside. I think moving forward, but he's got some guys who are going to put up some points. So I think this could be interesting. He is a really good bench in terms of wide receivers. He does. Uh, Sanders, Gallup, and Ty Williams all looked. Uh, fantastic the other day so he I honestly if I'm him I would feel pretty tough having to decide who I'm I'm starting at two and three each week obviously you start Julio but it's one of those where you never know when when you're gonna make that mistake each week you bench someone who puts up 30 it's a nice problem to have but um, it is it could be a little psychologically devastating you choose the wrong guy but you definitely rather have the options than not and uh, Effie's got a, a good team I expect this matchup to remain relatively close but yeah i agree i just think dude i palmer do has a little bit too much i i said it i didn't pick him in the to win in the first week but i said i liked his team i'm gonna pick him this week um oh seb this is a huge matchup in this next one that i have it's saved by labelle owen one sitting at seventh place against carry on wayward son owen one in ninth place carry on projected to win um the loser of this matchup, regardless of how they play, is in trouble. Because if you start 0-2 in this league, you are in trouble. Oh, definitely. I, if, I think there's a little bit more pressure on uh, DJ in this one after a little bit more low scoring. He still put up a decent amount of points, but um, Ray did put up something in the 170s. So he at least, if he can start racking up wins, if he was to lose this week, point-wise would still be there. DJ right. has to win this one. Right, yeah. Ray kind of keeps that, like by the, the points are essentially an extra game. So Ray kind of stays afloat there. Um, so you're just kind of looking at his wins and losses. It's not a death sentence, but it would be, it would be very, very concerning uh, for the loser of this matchup. Um, some interesting games. Ray's got Mike Evans tomorrow. It seems, seems to have some uh, rain. It looks like in Tampa, uh, in Carolina, uh, Jameis Winston, obviously is going to be throwing to him for carry on. Uh, I, I think DJ at this point said, uh, if I was DJ, I would take both of those guys laying duds and just move on. I, I you know, that's what I would do. I know yeah. this is projected more. I'm not buying that. I'm, I'll take if they can just wash or DJ, you know, just kind of survives through that one. I'm fine with that. If I was DJ, yeah. Um, he he also has Kyler Murray on his bench. Um, at Baltimore is tough, but those Thursday night games are just. I don't know. I never really want to play a guy on a Thursday if I don't have to, if it's at least close. Uh, it's kind of, I guess it's tough to say, Kyler Murray's second game. but Yeah. Yeah, D- yeah. and we'll see how John Ross go- does. He exploded in week one. I-, I don't know if that's sustainable. He's a big play guy, so we'll see how his speed uh, 
how he handles uh, the San Francisco defense. And then you have Evan Ingram, who I expect to have a good week. This is going to be a close, close matchup, Seb. Who are you going to take to win? This is really a close matchup. Uh, I just, I don't really want to pick, I don't really want to pick against Roy in this one. I just feel like he's one of those teams that just kind of finds a way to win every week. Just when he, when he needs to, his team drops 200 and, um, I like Le'Veon Bell and Dalvin Cook this week. I think both are going to have uh, big weeks. I think Will Fuller is a huge big play guy. He has Didi and Will Fuller uh, playing each other. Seb, I think this. I think what's going to happen here is I, I agree with your pick. I'm going to take Roy to win. Um, I think it's going to come down to Dan's two loves, the New York Jets and fantasy football Monday night. Uh, Roy's got L. Bell. Uh, Dan's got uh, OBJ who's going to be out there. And I think – uh, Dan Jason ultimately is going to come up short in this matchup, uh, but I think the Jets are going to find a way to, to beat the Browns. So I think Dan leaves with mixed emotions, uh, but oh, staring 0-2 in the face would be tough for Dan Jason. There's no doubt. Yeah. Take his team. I think it's got good upside, but upside only goes so far if you start 0-2. Yeah. All right, Sev, our, uh, our, I believe our penultimate uh, matchup here. We've got down by the rivers and taming of the Minshew. Uh, Sev, this is not going to be a close game. I can assure you. Uh, there's no way Jake's winning this week, is there? I wouldn't think so. I'm actually pretty surprised. He's actually projected more points than uh, my team is projected. Yeah, uh, I don't see that happening. I don't, I, I don't really know. I think a lot of these projections might be a little high. It's kind of tough to say. You never really know what you're going to get out of Derrick Henry. He did look good, but you also don't expect him to catch a 75-yard touchdown. I am Absolutely. rooting for you, Jake. I, I, I'd love to see you pulling out, but I, I also I love DBTR. All yeah, I think DBTR just has just a better team. And, yeah. and yeah, I agree. Jake's projections are a little, little high for my liking personally. Um, I don't see some of this happening, but – We'll see. And, and, and Jake, Jake's a guy where if some of these receivers outdo their projections, it could get interesting, but you, I think you have to take down by the rivers uh, to win. He's in first place, especially like it's difficult to pick against him right now. Yeah. Davidson has at minimum uh, four game breakers on his team, three, four game breakers. Connor Ertz and then some other really good players. Jake really just has, has the one right now with Zeke. Uh, so that's really, I think, the X factor. Yeah, I agree. So, so Seth, we have a, one more matchup. This is a big one. Uh, we have a little bit, two and a half minutes to go. Um, so we've got the Palomalus and Post Mahomes on AB slated into the Palomalus lineup. The Palomalus, I think, uh, this is an interesting one. The Palomalus, a uh, little bit lower of a point total than he would have liked, but uh, he has a chance to move to 2-0. and But Seth? I think the desperation of Ross B, even given the Hunter Henry factor, I'm going to take Ross B again to win this week. Yeah. He's by well, about a point and a half, and his tight end's projected zero, and he has no defense. And uh, I think Ross kind of has to win this week. And yeah, I do think he'll find a way. I mean, AB's first week back, kind of tough to say what they're going to get. I don't yeah, think anyone's going bad for Ian. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, you know, Ian's path, we'll see what AB does. Mayfield, you figure, plays better. Fournette will have maybe an uptick. But I, I think Ross B's team will settle in this week. I think Nick Chubb has to play better. Cooks against his former team, one of them at least. And and you got to figure Ross B is going to get back in the win column here. So let's take Ross B to win this week. Post Mahomes will move back to one and one. And he sits with one of the best rosters in the league. Uh, Seth, that program went a little long today. We got about a minute, coming up on a minute to go, but uh, did you have fun coming on in 2019? I did have fun. This was uh, everything I could have hoped for and then more. Uh, yeah, and, it, and it's looking like we're going to have a new champion this year after one week. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I don't know that Sam would even disagree with that one, uh, which it might be tough when you're inside of a uh, – I, I can't think of the word a, – uh, a coffin. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've, uh, your way out. Yeah, we're about to nail it down, hopefully. Uh, Seb, you want to, uh, you think we have some time to get some food? Um, I think we might, yeah. I think maybe we, we got about maybe 35 seconds to maybe on air make some, some food discussions. I don't know if the, uh, the community really wants to hear our food plans, but. Uh, yeah, they can end the program if they want. There's 28 seconds yeah, to go. They might as well gut it out if you come this far. But, uh, yeah, what are you, what are you feeling? Um, 
you you know I'm a I'm a Pokeballs guy. Big, All right, let's do it. I'm a big Pokeballs guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so I guess we'll we'll see what week two has. I'm off to Michigan this week. I'm going to watch the Spartan Dogs play Arizona State. Herm Edwards not playing to win the game this week. And uh, with that, this has been the Ah Podcast. I am your host, B. I'll see you next time. <laughs>